Welcome everyone to another episode with Coach Kathy. Today I have another special guest with me. I have Jody Campbell. She's a nutritionist and digestive health coach. She's all about the mind and the gut. And I thought she was an important person to bring on to talk about um, gut issues and, and all about our stomach. Because I really do believe that we have three brains, actually. We have our brain brain in the head. We have our heart, which is our intuition. And then we have that gut, or sorry, the heart, which is the, the emotion that, that comes through. And then our gut, which is our intuition, those butterflies that you get. So these three, when they're in harmony, when they are connected together, uh, we really can tap into our inner genius. And as adults with ADHD, that's one of the things that I think it's really important to talk about to make sure that we're just not looking at mindset and you know coaching our thoughts and all of that, but also how are we eating? How are we nourishing our body? Uh, so, so there's a whole system that we need to look at. We always look at the entire person, their lifestyle, their overall well-being and so forth. So with that, I am going to get Jody to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for coming, Jody. Thank you, Kathy, for inviting me. I've actually been really looking forward to uh, recording this session with you. I know that people will definitely benefit from the content. So my name again is Jody Campbell. I am a nutrition and digestive health coach and a new student currently with a functional medicine. So doing a much deeper dive into the connections throughout the whole body. But a lot of what I focus in on now is really, like you said, Kathy, looking at people's whole lifestyle and looking at the body as a whole. If we're feeling symptoms throughout the body, we know that when we do a deeper dive into the different systems, they're all connected and they're all related. So we don't want to isolate how we're feeling or thinking or what we're eating and what we're doing and the choices that we're making because they're all connected and they will all influence how we feel and how we show up in our life every single day. So that's what I coach to. Uh, and so the coaching that I provide is very individual, very focused. And so, yeah, I'm here. So let's jump into it. <laughs> All right. Yay. So I get to pick your brain for the next hour or, five minutes, or however we're going to do this. Or there could be a part two and a part three. You know, so, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this a little bit because uh, I'm going to go to the first one that's top of mind for me. Okay. And it has been, and, and any, any one in your field that I ever get to talk to, I'm like, I need to ask you this just to see if there's a different perspective because everyone has a different perspective on treatment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go to brain fatigue and gut issues. Mm -hmm. So me feeling lethargic all day. And, and I know there's something in that belly of mine that's causing that lethargy. <laughs> So tell me about that a little bit. What, what, what are some of the things, and I'm sure we could talk about that for two hours straight. So brain fatigue and gut. Brain fatigue, excellent question. So just like any sort of fuel inside that we fuel our body with, if we are feeling any, first off, let's start with the brain. The brain is, is an organ. It's connected to the rest of our body. It also takes nutrients uh, that we get from our food. And when we are feeling fatigue, we definitely want to go back and look at what are we using to fuel our body as far as foods and what are we doing as far as 
Is the body even in a good position to uptake the nutrients that you are choosing as fuel? How is the digestive health? Are we able to assimilate those nutrients that are coming in? And are we able to eliminate toxins uh, that could be from the foods we bring in, maybe the personal care products that we put on? Are we able to eliminate? Your body has to be able to do both of those optimally in order to not feel brain fatigue. It would be like if body, people are feeling fatigue in other areas of the body, it makes sense. The brain would, would not be, I guess, how would I say that? It would also feel those effects from nutritional deficiencies as well. That mm-hmm. makes so much sense. And let's dissect that a little bit more. Sure. So um, I'm thinking, I'm just going to say it, constipation and not pooping. <laughs> <laughs> so constipation is something I talk about all of the time with all of my clients. And it's really interesting when you talk about constipation, some people have various ideas of what actual constipation is because maybe it's their normal. Mm -hmm. And they come and talk to somebody like myself who has these discussions all of the time. It it looks a little bit different. So I would actually go back and ask, well, what does constipation mean to them? What, What does it mean? And I often find you get various answers all of the time. So to me, constipation is if you are not having a consistent bowel movement every single day, we have constipation. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're looking for optimally, it's two to three times a day that we um, are eliminating uh, from the body. That's really, really important. If there's any sort of constipation happening in the body, then we know that there is a buildup of toxicity happening. And that is going to affect every single cell in your body, including that the brain as well. Sometimes we don't think about that because it's so, when we physically look at the body, the brain is kind of up top. It feels like it's farther away. But what we have to realize, if it's in the same body, it's absolutely going to be affected. If there's toxicity build up, we know that there is going to be fatigue. There's going to be brain fog. Uh, And it can also lead further on if this toxicity isn't handled and moved out of the body, we can start to see higher levels of anxiety, depression, uh, though all of that cognitive function definitely plays a part in if there's any sort of congestion or constipation happening. That's so important because I I remember personally, there was a time Mm -hmm. in my life when I did go through that, you know, talk about movement. It wasn't happening for days. And I would be in this brain fog and also very irritable and feeling down. Like now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, that depression does creep in when I haven't gone to the bathroom for a few days. It does. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The toxins that I guess are going in there and and affecting it. So, so loud and clear, like the first 10 minutes into our conversation, this is such an important organ in our body that really does affect the brain. So <laughs> there, yeah. And just even talking about that specific connection, if we were to actually break down all the different ways that the gut and the brain communicate, they are actually the two systems in your whole body that do the most amount of communicating on various, various levels. I think there's seven different levels in total uh, or different systems in the body that your brain and your gut are communicating. 
And I know we always think that the brain uh, makes all of the decisions and makes all the directions as to kind of our environment, what we're seeing and hearing and doing all of that interpreting. But I'm going to challenge that thought. It's actually our gut. That it is sense. actually doing the brain is more often in a position where it's reacting to what the gut is feeling as to opposed to the brain telling the gut how to feel. It's, it's the exact opposite. Oh, that makes a whole lot of, sense. <laughs> and for, you know, one of the things I work with my clients is around their energy and how they show up and, and always trying to get them to feel with, with all their brains. And yes. you said that, uh, there, there's been research and studies done for adults with ADHD or people with ADHD that are highly intuitive, that we really mm. go with our gut feeling a lot of times. Yeah. And, and if we are that, and, and if that's what studies are saying, so imagine if your gut is out of whack, then again, and I'm always finding what are the ways that we can tap into this inner genius of our brain is, man, it's right there. It's, it's that gut connection that if, if you're not taking care of that piece of your body, then you really are limiting yourself in how you're tapping into your inner genius. I would 100% agree with that. When we, so we call it kind of, we call it the, the gut brain access mm -hmm. and it's primarily through the vagus nerve that a lot of this communication is happening. And what dictates a lot of that is neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. And that is all manufactured based on the nutrition coming into the body and bacteria. Bacteria influence, and a lot of people don't realize that uh, inside of their digestive tract, primarily in that large intestine, we have a whole world and community of microbes. Mm -hmm. And if there's any sort of dysbiosis or imbalance within this particular world, it will influence everything. There are so many biochemical reactions that this bacteria influence everything from GABA to dopamine to serotonin. That is all regulated by bacteria, primarily in the large intestine. So if there's constipation there in that large intestine, we are influencing now an immune response, we're influencing neurotransmitters, and, and that happens on a physical and a chemical level. So it is definitely the safest place to bring resolution to how we're thinking and feeling by actually just looking at the foods that we're bringing in that are going to influence all of those systems. So food is absolutely information. Brilliant, brilliant. You just said those key words that, that we're always after. It's the, the dopamine, the serotonin, because we don't have enough of it. And for some of us, we seek into uh, medication for that, which rightfully so. I mean, I, I will never say don't do medication. Um, I've done it. I'm not currently on it because I've changed, you know, my eating habits the way I really go about it now. Um, but when I did need it, I, my Vyvanse was my best friend to kind of survive my tipping point. But what right. you just said was, oh, shit. So it doesn't always have to be exercise. There's the pay attention to your gut. Because if that's affecting that dopamine and serotonin and the GABA and all that good stuff that we need. So tell me more. Because you just kind of opened the <laughs> box there for me. <laughs> okay. So you're getting your brain. They're connected through chemicals called these neurotransmitters. 
So, and I actually made some notes here because it is a really big topic. Yeah. Uh, so neurotransmitter, the serotonin, you know, I, you, and I know you've done many podcasts on that feelings of happiness, but it also controls your bloody talk, your, your sleep, your hormones, all of that is controlled by neurotransmitters, but people don't often understand how these neurotransmitters are actually created in the body. So when we lack them, and you're exactly right, people will search out some relief, some help, and, and their first time, their first source that they're going to search for is a medication. Totally makes sense. That's what they have access to. That's usually the first place they're going to start. So to me, it makes sense that people would choose that avenue. On the other hand, when we do a deeper dive into understanding neurotransmitters and where they're actually created in the body, and we start looking at the digestive tract and the gut, then we go, oh, it's actually bacteria that influence the manufacturing and the transporting of these sorts of neurotransmitters. So then we start looking back, if we peel that layer back even further is, what are our food choices? What are we fueling our body with? And what, what food are we giving these bacteria to actually eat from that are going to help in the manufacturing of the serotonin, the GABA, uh, the, the dopamine. It, it all comes really back to choices. Uh, it could be setting ourselves up types of things we ate as a kid. You know, we didn't do the grocery shopping. <laughs> it was our parents. And, you know, we pick up on those habits and sometimes we carry them forward. And eventually over time, they don't work for us anymore. And we start to see the breakdown in the body and we're going to see it in cognitive function. Mm -hmm. Just like we would see the breakdown in other areas in the body, the brain, it, is absolutely going to be affected by that. So we do need to go back and looking at food and looking at this connection of bacteria to making sure that we are getting the right amount of neurotransmitters to bring relief and hopefully resolution over time through our habits. Okay, so brilliant. Um, give me some examples of this putting in good bacteria into our body. So we, as we develop in our childhood, we have what we refer to as a microbiome. That's a really big word. <laughs> and it, it's starting to become a little bit coming up in a few more conversations as time goes on. And in this microbiome, so this is what we're talking about, this kind of collection or community. And in there we have, we have parasites and viruses and microbes and all sorts of really great things. And as we go about, we develop this microbiome from the ages of when we're born till about three. And then as we move through the different stages of life, this microbiome will start to reflect the choices that we make in food, uh, all sorts of external factors come into play, lifestyle factors, uh, immune response is related to this. And so we kind of have this resident bacteria or this microbiome and it's really registering and taking into consideration our environment. Now how do we manipulate this microbiome so that it's actually working for us mm -hmm. and creating all those good neurotransmitters is we could be adding in, you could add in probiotics so that's in a supplement form. You can absolutely influence your microbiome with probiotics now, the other thing you can do, you can also get different strains of very beneficial gut-friendly bacteria from eating fermented foods. Yeah. That's another really key for people to 
get an abundance and multiple strains of beneficial bacteria into the gut. And then we also need to look at what foods are we bringing in that is going to nurture to make sure that we have the right balance of bacteria. Mm. That's, the, that's the key. It's really easy to pop a probiotic. Yeah, but it might not do anything, yeah. Yeah, so the difference is sometimes when we're looking at things, if I know that there's any sort of uh, cognitive issues, I am looking for a specific strains of bacteria to be introduced into the body. And with probiotics and with friendly fermented type foods, we have to realize that they are only temporarily in the digestive system. They're very transient, meaning that we eat them, they'll colonize for a bit, and then they will pass through. Mm. Uh, they end up being permanent residents in our gut. So that's why it's really important that they become a daily habit, that we're always sending in more of the beneficial bacteria into the gut, making sure that we're feeling good all of the time. So some people will go, oh, I tried that for a couple of weeks and yeah, I had some good effect and then they don't carry on with the habit. Mm -hmm. Whereas friendly ferments and probiotic supplements, they, they do have to be uh, a habit in the lifestyle in order to benefit long-term. So then the third one was you're introducing the specific strains. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we can cover it in this one, but um, what, what does that look like? What, what does that process look like? Now, when we're looking at specific strains, this is where we need, I personally would need to do a very big intake because I'm also looking at other areas of the bottom, body, bottom, well that too. Well, it is a <laughs> I'm also looking at where else in the body are we experiencing sy symptoms? And I'm looking for that interconnectedness throughout the whole body so that when we do introduce uh, certain strains, that we're going to feel the effects not only in the cognitive but other areas of the body. So, a lot of times people will focus in on the lactobacillus bacterium, which is absolutely fantastic. But I'm primarily looking for bifidobacterium, which to is. be which to be introduced into the body. Now that one is a little bit harder to come by if you're just going to eat friendly type fermented foods because those are primarily lactobacillus bacterium that you will find in there. So I will often turn to a probiotic that will have some lactobacillus, but that will predominantly be a bifidobacterium because I need that bifidobacterium to get to that large intestine. Because mm. that's primarily if we were to do a stool testing uh, with people that are experiencing any sort of digestive upset or very specific symptoms in the body, we would see actually a stool test would tell me a lot about what was happening inside the body at a microbe level. But we often see that there is not enough bifidobacterium on board to influence this microbiome and making those neurotransmitters and helping in the cognitive function. Most interesting. Most interesting. <laughs> Wow, I'm like, I need to re-listen to this podcast after for myself and take more notes. <laughs> this is great. It is a big topic. Yeah, and it, I like how you're just going laser pointing into some of this stuff because now I'm like totally, I'm, I'm squirreling everywhere right now because I'm like, oh, this would be bad. So there's one thing I read somewhere that, that said people with ADHD often have... Um, 
congestion issues and allergies. And as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah. oh, because maybe part of that also, because also almost every other person that has ADHD that I talk to, they have some sort of uh, tummy issue. Like whether they have IBS, constipation, there's always something going on in their gut. So I can just see how all of that can be so connected. Right? It's all connected. Absolutely. So on average, it takes me about three hours to do a proper intake for okay. a client looking at the health history. And I am analyzing every part of the body. They may be coming to me for constipation or diarrhea or IBS related or some supplementation help and helping them customize a program. I, when they come to me with one symptom, I know that there are probably 20 to 25 other symptoms going on in the body, but that might be just their norm. They just may have been managing them for so many years that they don't even realize that they could have been, they're, they're all connected together. And it actually paints a much larger picture. And as a practitioner and a health coach in this area, I'm able to bring relief, not just in one area, but to the whole body. And that's what we're looking for is not isolating these symptoms where you can go over here for help or this is who you need to talk to when you can actually bring that picture all to one person and somebody is going to take three hours to sit down and comb through that and read through case studies and bring all of that interconnectedness together people get people are happy people are excited because now they're understanding oh i had no idea that my chronic sinus infections or congestion was absolutely related back to my gut on an immune level, which would make sense if the bacteria and the dysbiosis was there. And I was also feeling it on a, co- a cognitive level. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Makes so much sense. And it's, if I like, I'm just, as you're speaking, I'm putting my phases of my life and how, you know, I went about dealing with my gut issues myself. Right. Um, one of the, the things that I, I, it's reminding me of, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here to kind of put it mm-hmm. in words, is when I am highly stressed, when I'm like, so, and it, I used to think it was, I'm good stressed because I loved what I did. And at the time in the corporate grind, mm-hmm. we constantly going, going, going. I wasn't eating properly. I was just running off of adrenaline. I loved what I did, right? So it was constantly go, go, go. And I was really not paying attention to what I was putting in my body. Right. So that when you had, you know, the weekend kick, I had this crash and the brain just couldn't function anymore. Mm-hmm. But knowing, underlying all of that, I wasn't taking care of my gut. I wasn't feeding it the right food. It was like just fast food at restaurants, at whatever I could just grab and go, right? Right. Because I was so hyper-focused on everything else that was so much fun mm-hmm. and then this kind of catches up to you so similarly to this it's it's now and it's reminding me one of the reasons i stopped taking my medication was with vivance and it doesn't happen for everyone it just happened mm-hmm. for me um it really killed my appetite so throughout yes. the day i wasn't eating yes so when i was so i would start with a good fatty uh, breakfast like with lots of protein good fats and stuff but then I would go hungry throughout the day till about, you know, where it wears off at around six o'clock. 
Right. So then in that time span, now I'm irritable. Now I'm moving, <laughs> right? But mm -hmm. hey, I have concentration like it's nobody's business because of the vivance, but I didn't take care of the tummy, right? So right. I fixed one brain, but the other one was really suffering, it feels. And that speaks to the point too, where often when we when people are using medications we're really just not liking the symptoms that their body is communicating to them and that's really all that the medication will do is just kind of handle some of those symptoms but the body is handling the situation exactly there's nothing broken mm. there is nothing broken and a lot of times people will feel uh, that there's nothing that they can do about it this is just the way that I am and you know what, they kind of throw their hands up in the air and then they just learn to manage it. Uh, we, it, it makes sense that the body would want to get our attention. And in some people, it will be in, in the cognitive area and the body is not broken. It is doing exactly what it's designed to do when it is put in that particular situation. We just don't like the symptoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So another thing that uh, I briefly want to touch on here, a lot of times when I am working with people and we are dealing with some cognitive, typically we will find that there are major food sensitivities happening here. Ooh. And they, don't, they do not realize that the brain will also be impacted with food sensitivities. They realize, oh, it's happening down in the gut and my brain is up here and there could be no correlation. I couldn't even think of two systems in the body where they would be both equally impacted from food sensitivities. Yeah, makes mm -hmm. sense. So how are you, um, how do you go about finding that? Are you doing allergy tests or sensitivity? Some people, it's a, it, you can go down allergy testing uh, it's lots of times though, it's not covered by insurance. So people are apprehensive for paying out of pocket for really good detailed uh, it, testing to be done. It is really important to kind of have a baseline. But oftentimes when I'm meeting with clients and we start kind of going through and really being mindful about what they're actually putting into the body and slowing down and going, does that actually feel like fuel or my symptoms worse? journaling becomes a really important piece. Sometimes food allergy and testing isn't always 100% accurate. And so we actually need to go back to how is my body reacting to the foods that we're actually putting in. The top two that always come to mind and I hate picking on them, but uh, it's just so prevalent in our part of the world is the gluten and the dairy. They're yeah. always going to be the number one and number two. So I will always start there first, but as a coach, that's where I'm able to support them and help them work through the food piece of things because it can seem a little bit overwhelming and, you know, changing the thinking from deprivation into, okay, this is actually an opportunity to start exploring more foods that are going to actually start working for me yeah. instead of against me. Yeah. And it's really a shift in in the mindset uh, and helping them with that piece to do the healing work on a gut level. And you can be so shocked as to how the cognitive piece 
really comes into balance and people can really start feeling good if they could zero in on the food. That's brilliant. Because I like you the way you're making them feel comfortable about that transition, right? I recently stopped drinking coffee. And one of the things I did was, and I was finding when I was having that cup of coffee was for my boost to just get going. But then I was getting irritable, irritable too. Like I was short fused with this coffee. So I was like, this right. is what I need. Um, so one of the things I did is I, I had to self coach myself of, okay, what is it about coffee that I like? Is it the process of making it? Or is it the way, like the, what's in it and the way that comfy drink that it is? And so, so I even looked for drinks that were similar to it. So I was totally, uh, with my brain kind of faking it, kind of giving it the placebo effect. This is coffee. We're drinking coffee, but it wasn't coffee. <laughs> but you know, that warm and fuzzy feeling. So I looked for it in other drinks and kind of mimicked the same experience. And slowly, you know, after a week, after two, um, I kicked it. And now it's been a couple of months. So, and then there's times where I'm like, you know, the body also craves it because when you get rid of something, the brain says fine, but the body still says, can you, can I still have some of that stuff? So I, I'll do a little bit of decaf and I'll be like, here, here, just, just take yeah. some, pretend it's coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like that ease into it. So as you were saying, journaling and all of that to our listeners, and as you're going through this self-discovery and for those of us who were late diagnosed, it's like, oh my God, there's all this stuff that I got to do. I got to take care of my gut. I got to take care of my brain. I got to exercise. Da, da, da. So the list goes kind of on and on, but it's doing, do what makes sense for you. So if this conversation, if it's resonating with you, if you get goosebumps as Jody is talking about this and you're like, Oh, there's something inside you that will call out to, this is the first thing I need to pay attention to. So trust mm -hmm. that gut feeling that comes up for you. So whether you need a mindset coach, whether you need a, you know, a, a, a digestive health coach like Jody, or I don't know, an accountant to put your finances back in order, <laughs> whatever it is in your life at this point, pick that one thing and just kind of lean into it. You don't have to fix it all together at the same time. And one thing about that journaling that I'll bring back around, it helps to monitor yourself, to helps monitor your day so that when you're ready to talk to Jody, um, you can say, here's what I've been eating. Here's what I've been doing. And know that right now your brain cannot remember all of this stuff. So if you're going to say, oh, oh, by the time I meet Jody, I'll, I'll know my whole week. I'll tell her. No, you won't remember. Let's just be honest. <laughs> memory sucks right now. We're all there. So I know I sound harsh, but write it down just so that you have it in front of you that what are you really putting inside your body? Um, and it does start with small steps like this, which will then have that ripple effect. There is no such a thing as a quick fix. Jody, and the reason I'm harping on this right now is I get people that come to my support group that are in my, you know, my client base where just, just give me that magic pill. Just, you know, let me, I'll self-medicate. And a lot of ADHDers have self-medicated with the wrong things. It's not always the medication, alcohol, drugs, oh, whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I get with it. Food, with the wrong food, right? There, there's um, addiction to, to eating. So that impulsivity that comes in. But isn't it nice to see that root cause? And I love, 
having Jody's time here with us today, that, oh, okay, this simple step of let me understand my stomach, my gut, what's happening in here, that can kind of give you that extra shift, like you can kind of speed your way through it as opposed to trying to figure it out on your own of what's happening. Yeah, and that's exactly it. So for me, when someone comes to work with me, yes, I do want to give them um, some, some relief, right? So I will start there. I get where people are actually wanting some relief. But on the other hand, we're looking for resolution as well. And that takes time. There is no quick fix. Mm -hmm. There is no magic pill. There is no drug coming on the market that you're going to be able to take that is just going to solve it. And all you need to do is swallow it every single day. It's not coming and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So there, and it doesn't even matter if it, it, it's cognitive. There, there are so many different things where we get caught in this marketing instantaneous gotta have it now. And the body, I'm sorry, does not work on that timeline. It does not work on advertisers or marketing timeline where they just have, they're just making people feel that, yeah, you should be able to solve this, no problem. It shouldn't take time. It shouldn't take patience. Uh, you know, there isn't going to be a roller coaster of emotions as you're going through the process. Like, come on. That yep. is absolutely not realistic. When I am working with people and I'm getting texts and I'm getting emails, it, it's my job to coach them through those moments. It's not that just because, no, you got to wait two weeks to see me, that's when we can have that conversation. It's used generally in the moment. Mm -hmm. that's where the coaching and that's where the healing happens is where they're in that moment. And yeah, maybe I can be that quick 30 minute solution as opposed to them taking four hours to come to the same, you know, resolution piece. So that's what I really love about doing this is people, they need help. They, they need exposure. They need support. And there is no quick fix but when you can turn that thinking around and going you know what this doesn't have to be about deprivation either let's just start experimenting yeah nice Bring some new foods in let's you know have you tried this before have you ever thought of you know actually sitting down and meal planning and thinking you know for those weeks or for that time when things are rushed or we're not quite feeling at our best have we kind of put a safety net in place for us so that when we do have those impulses we can go, oh, you know what? I've already thought about this. I knew this was going to happen and I've set myself up for success. I can just manage and kind of grind through what I'm feeling in this moment. And that's the really key part when we actually sit down, we take a moment and we set ourselves up for a little more success. And that takes time and you have to buy out that time, but that also speaks to self-love and self-care. Yes. And one of the primary ways we do that is how we feed ourselves. Mm -hmm, absolutely and I love the the meal planning part because that affects um, that impulsivity of okay I'm just going to order out because mm -hmm. I've been there I mean I, I still do it from time to time but I'm more cautious of what I'm ordering in as opposed to you know just doing it every day all day um, but also the having the co-pilot of somebody kind of I got your back let's do this together I think it's important and I talk about having support. And it's mm -hmm. not only your, your tribe, your online community, your offline community, but it's also people like this 
So don't do it alone. And I know a lot of us are self-starters. We're independent on this. But Google is not always your best friend. And, you know, researching and, oh, I put it in Google and today I'm going to do the keto thing. And tomorrow I'm going to do the paleo thing. And, and it's like, oh, my God, why would you create that more havoc in your brain and more processes because you think you're going to do it by yourself, which good on you, but mm -hmm. it's not going to do. So I'm going to speak to that just a little bit because I kind of yeah. just did a recent Instagram post about this where oftentimes people, when they jump onto social media or anything like that, and they're kind of searching for people who maybe help support people or whatever, and they just come to that person's point in time in their journey. So lots of times people will land on my Instagram and go, oh, well, she has it all figured out. Well, here's the thing. Instagram wasn't around 15 years ago when I was dealing with brain fog, fatigue, the PMS, the IBS, uh, totally addicted to sugar. It just wasn't around to kind of navigate and show people that whole process and journey. And am I ever glad Google wasn't an option? Yeah. <laughs> like that... I know what I would have been like. I would have been searching for that magic bullet, that magic solution to make it all happen and go away. And I'm a definitely a do-it-yourself or approach to things in a self-starter, very motivated, but I know what it would have happened. I, I, I guarantee you, I still would have been feeling all of those things. And I know I would be in a much worse position because I just would have been jumping from one thing to the next instead of really tuning in and going, well, what do I have control over in this situation? I have 100% control over how I'm going to react to the external things coming my way and the food that I put in my body. And that's where I started. And I have full resolution to all of it. And yeah, it took me time. Absolutely. I didn't get it all figured out in a couple of weeks. There was a lot of trial and error with different, you know, trying different things what was going to work for me, what I could be consistent with. And now when I coach people to that, I just say, stop Googling. <laughs> You're going to be so frustrated and so disappointed when you go and try those next 10 to 15 things and you don't find any resolution. And You're going to think that you're broken. That are out there, right? Like if, if you have constipation and you know, you're, I'm eating probiotics every day. And like you said, Sometimes that doesn't go in the right bacteria place or whatever. You, that, sorry, I, I don't want to butcher what you said. But, you know, it's like, well, did you fix your constipation instead of, oh, I take probiotics every day and it doesn't work. Ah, uh, right. Okay. That's a really good point. So a lot of times people go, I tried this, I tried this, try this. Nope, nothing's working. Okay, yeah. here's the deal. The body, there is a sequence that you need to follow in order to bring your digestive system and the foods that you eat back online. Somebody will be like, well, I'm going to start with a liver detox. Okay, that's a, bad, that's a bad idea if you have constipation. Because you're asking your liver to pump through, and then where is it supposed to get rid of these toxins if it's blocked? Oh my God, I know somebody, that happened to somebody. She ended up with a rash everywhere. Yeah, and so we're already demanding too much of a liver. And then you're, it's like you're sending more cars into a traffic jam. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So oftentimes we need to start downstream and then start to work our way back up. And this is where people maybe just don't have 
the knowledge or the training to know that the body, there is a sequence in which we go about doing the, doing the healing process. And how fast people are going to move through that is totally individual. Because it might be faster for somebody else, it could be faster for you. But comparing, that doesn't help either. Mm -hmm. Well, your body will have its own timeline as far as healing and bringing things into balance and resolution. And it takes patience, but it also <laughs> takes, it takes respect and understanding. We cannot push that timeline. You just cannot push it forward. You cannot decide, oh, well, I want you to fix this first. Well, you know what? The body doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the magic word you just said, patience which it's really difficult to do for those of us that just want it like tomorrow. And I respect that. And, you know, it's like being pregnant. It, you don't speed up that pregnancy and boom, the baby comes out two months later and give me a magic pill. There's a nature process, a natural process that needs to happen through everything. I mean, if I'm, I'm 44 this year, it took me 44 years to become this body. And to want to rewire it with my gut, with my brain, it's going to take a few months and years to do it. I it mean, does. can you speed it up with the right resources? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but then Definitely. you still need your poor body to kind of undo all of this doing that, that, you know, it has been done to it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that self-care and compassion comes through loud and clear in this one. I always talk about those things, the self-compassion, sense of curiosity, be curious about your body, but do it with, with an expert. Don't do it by yourself. I totally know you can do it by yourself, but I mean, unless you're going to go to school and get professional training on it, then do it by yourself. But even then you still have a network of people around you that are going to guide you through it. Right. But also knowing the importance of like what you just said, Jody, about everything that you just told me in this last 45 minutes, it's been gold. It's like, just stop and think about what's happening to your brain through your gut. And it's so connected and be patient with that. Yeah, and absolutely. And when we know that we're dealing with um, some cognitive issues, there are definitely some foods and some things that you can zero in on to actually sort of bring relief sooner than later. Absolutely. It's, it's the same way if I'm dealing with people who have um, a lot of autoimmune issues, you know, depending on where that's showing up in the body. Yes, there are some really key foods and supplements that you can add in that are very good at targeting those sorts of sorts of things. But again, there is no magic bullet. And sometimes it takes a bit of investigating and trying different things and how that body is going to react to the different types of treatment. That is all part of the process. There are no two bodies that are the same and there's no two life experiences that are the same. And when you can have somebody guide you through it, lots of times what I find, especially speaking of, of a new patient that or a client that I had taken on, they're going through a big detox right now. And in the past, that's when she's thrown in the towel because, oh, my body doesn't like what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they stop when they don't actually realize, yeah, that is part of the healing process. I can help bring some relief, but you cannot remove the process in which the body needs to go through. And coaching somebody through that so they can come through that a lot easier and be brighter and sharper on the other end of it.
that's the goal. So just being aware, just slowing down, thinking about, yes, your brain and your gut, they're absolutely connected. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> they're, they're connected. This is incredible stuff. Um, so in, in our closing, any one thought that you want our listeners to really sit with and ponder any, anything that comes up for you? So I kind of, you mentioned to me to have something like this prepared. So I'm actually going to re read what I wrote out to make sure I get it very clear. Your gut and your brain are connected physically through millions of nerves. Most importantly, the vagus nerve, the gut and its microbes also control inflammation and make dairy, make different compounds that can affect your brain health. That's awesome. Start yeah. with the gut. Thank you for this, Jody. It was, it was so informative on so many levels. Like I said, I have to go back and actually re-listen to, to this podcast and, and take more notes of, of um, all of the good uh, nuggets you gave us, all the golden nuggets that you gave us. Mm -hmm. um, so it, tell us, how can um, our listeners find you? So I spend most of my time on Instagram. That's where typically people will find me. Yeah. So it's Jody D. Campbell on Instagram. I am on Facebook, uh, but I find that that's where you'll find me most. And then I do have a website that has updated workshop offerings that I host uh, periodically. So if you're in and around in the city where I live and host, feel free to join those. Those are always free. And so my website is jodycampbell.ca. So there's lots of good information on there as well. Awesome. And I love uh, following her on Instagram as well. Lots of good information, lots of detailed information. Thank you for giving us the, the gift of time today to be with you. And uh, thank you to my listeners. Uh, here's a, this is a, a wrap for another episode. Hope you found it useful. Get that gut of yours checked. It's your uh, other brain, as Jody said, the most important brain. And um, uh, don't forget to review and comment. Let me know if this episode was useful. But and if you want Jody back again, let me know. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at proudlyadhd underscore coach Kathy. And connect with me on LinkedIn, Kathy Rashidian. And we'll be here again next week with another episode. And I may have another guest. Thank you.